0: In the morning, when you need the news that matters most. They can kiss my fing ass right downtown and print it. You need the front page. All these mother f-ing editorials on the press box. They're really, really behind you around here. My fing ass. With Granny and Bischoff. Rip them mother f-ers. Rip them touching suckers like the fing players.
1: Here's a fun story this morning. Cam Newton is going to meet with the Panthers, according to the Charlotte Observer. A reunion. Hello, coming home. Uh, Sam Darnold is hurt. Hasn't been very good anyways. P.J. Walker is their backup. Uh, P.J. Walker, the XFL MVP. He has not been good in very limited chances in the NFL, so Cam Newton could be an option for the Panthers. Uh, Ian Rappaport reported this morning that Cam Newton is now vaccinated. You remember... He got cut right. from the Patriots. It was, oh, Belichick dump him because he wasn't vaccinated. Right. He is now vaccinated. so much easier to sign a vaccinated player than it is an unvaccinated player. Uh, the Panthers aren't going anywhere this year, so I say, why the hell not?
2: Oh, bring him home. Yeah. I don't what, what will be the downside, especially yeah. now that he got the shots.
1: Yeah. Even if he's not good, just yeah. bring him in. It's not like the Panthers aren't doing anything anyway. better so. than Walker. Yeah. Johnny Walker out there. I, hope, a, I hope he's, he's got to be better than Walker. Johnny Walker. So I it'd be fun like I, I don't again I don't think it makes much of a difference in terms of the Panthers season or what happens but it'd be fun to see Cam Newton back with Carolina and, and maybe Cam Newton has a little bit of a renaissance and can be really good for the last seven games of the season that's a great great question Odell Beckham is going to take some time before signing with the team Kim Jones says indications are that Odell Beckham is going to take some time to decide on his next team And that decision is a few days away. So we've had reports about Kansas City, Green Bay, and New Orleans being the favorites. Uh, New England is apparently also involved. Odell Beckham gets released, clears waivers, and now is going to take a few days. Do you read into that as though he is not getting the salary that he wants in these offers?
2: Perhaps. I'm with Jeff Erickson. I think you said as well, uh, I would go to Green Bay. I think he'd be really good in Green Bay
1: got to find I'll have to go find it i think i saw somewhere that green bay only offered him the minimum salary um
2: but you're is, not going to stay out too long if you're not going to stay out too long if those happen to be the offers across the table eventually you're gonna have to choose something
1: right and so that's what i'm curious about like is is nobody offering odell beckham i don't know what he wants but is nobody even offering him like a three or four million dollar deal right. or something like that i don't know maybe they are but when i see hey He's I'm gonna, gonna wait take a few days like i take that to mean he's not like because sean jackson took two seconds right because you would think if odell beckham let's say he wanted four million and let's say kansas city or green bay or he's from new orleans apparently if one of those teams offered him hey here's 3.5 million i assume he'd take right. it right away and be like great i'm getting paid him on a all offering him 000 yeah but if they're all offering him the league minimum then yeah i'm gonna take some time and hope somebody pays up So let me ask you this going off this hypothetical Odell Beckham's only getting offered the league minimum the hell are the Raiders doing (laughs) go give them 1.5 million double all their offers I mean listen the the is Odell Beckham Odell Beckham anymore probably not well Deshaun Jackson isn't Deshaun Jackson anymore and the Raiders don't have a ton of cap space they can't afford Odell Beckham if somebody's going to offer him five million dollars but if, if, in fact, nobody's offering a million bucks, go get the guy. Yeah. Like, I, there's no real downside to signing Odell Beckham no. to a million dollars, a million and a half, right? almost none. So, go sign the guy.
2: Boy, that'd be for some interesting interviews on a Wednesday. <laughs> Who would you guys like to talk to? Uh, we'll take Beckham because we get these texts every week. Who do you guys want to talk to?
1: I don't care about your next question. Uh Deon Sanders could get the TCU job. I am unreasonably excited for this. He interviewed for it and uh, from the story at the Dallas-Fort Worth or Dallas Morning News. I'm not saying he's going to get the job, not saying he's the leading candidate at this point, but he's in the mix. He was impressive according to a source. Listen, Deon Sanders has done some insane things. He got mad at a reporter for not calling him coach. He had like Stuff stolen out of his office, and then it was just randomly found. Like he's in the athletic commercial. Did it actually get? Oh, he is in the athletic yeah, commercials with, with uh, Coach Zayden. Right, wearing the suit. I want Dion Sanders more in the public spotlight. Well, like, he would be more in the public spotlight at TCU than he is at Jackson right. State. So, like, I want, like, I want USC to hire this guy, like. Please give me Dion Sanders as much Press as I conferences can. At USC. Because I think this guy is going to be kind of insane as a head coach, and I, I just want to witness it. I just want to see. I mean, hell, we would probably weekly on this show have a TCU story if Deion Sanders gets that job. Am I the only one that's like why, if he wants to be in the public
3: spotlight, like, why wouldn't he have stayed on television? He doesn't want to. Be, he wants to prove he's a
2: football coach, right. more than likely. Went he to high to school prove, first, coached yeah. high school. yeah, Now Jackson State.
1: I want him in the spotlight. I think that's what I want. That's not, oh, I mean, he obviously wants the to guy be. Yes. named Dick Day Prime
3: Primetime, <laughs> but he
1: also thinks he's always in it, anyways. He I'll also s- thinks, regardless of where he is, he's in the spotlight. I'll say Sonny Dykes edges him out for the job. Edges Wait. him out. Oh, Does I Tony
2: Sanchez stay with Dion? Oh, you got to ask him. Hey, Dion Sanchez. Well, I mean, you know, okay, hey, Dion, you were a high school coach. You know Bishop Gorman? Yes. Well, I've got some ends there.
3: Next question. All right.
1: This is. One of potentially the most insane stories I think I've ever read. Um, we're going to PSG Women's Soccer it's in Paris. All right. Aminata I Diallo. Think Jared had that team in our, in our, lunch, in our lunch bit. He did. Uh, they're the one. Yeah, he did. Uh, Aminata Diallo was driving with her teammate, Kira Hamaro. The two of them got dragged out of their car by masked men. Diallo was held while the other girl, Hamaru, was beaten with iron bars, specifically in her legs. Then they let him go. Didn't steal anything. Didn't do anything else. Just held one girl and beat the other one with an iron bar. She did not suffer any broken bones. She had to get stitches, was obviously beaten up, but didn't. it wasn't like any sort of life-threatening injury with these iron bars. The girl that was driving her teammate has now been arrested because allegedly she set this up. She uh, set up to I'm going to drive my teammate, you two come stop us, drag us out of the car and beat her.
2: Tanya Harding. I was yes. just yes, not see I was going to ask you that not knowing if he would have known what we were talking yeah, about no. yeah, yeah. when I we know. were talking about Tanya Harding and Nancy Kerrigan. Yes. When Shane Stant, good guy there,
1: <laughs> attacked Nancy Kerrigan, yeah. yes, and that is that was this Tanya Harding was trending on Twitter yesterday. Oh, it had to be. It's 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 absolutely the yeah. same thing. So and to make it even better, so they both play for PSG. They also are both French. They're on the French national team oh. together, and they play the same position. Like this is legitimately yes. like I'm. I want to start. You're the one that's in my way. I need way. to beat your legs up. Right and. The girl who has now been arrested started their last game in that position. After the girl had her legs beat by iron bars by these men that dragged them out of the car, did she play well? I I, I don't know. Yeah, I have mean, no idea. No clue. How good was she? I don't. Know. Apparently,
3: not as good as the girls. As good as the other girl. <laughs>
1: I didn't, but insane. Like just insane to be like, you know what? I deserve more minutes. I'm not going to talk to the coaching staff. I'm not going to try to change teams or change positions or maybe, you know, try to beat out my teammate. I'm going to drive her home and get her legs beat by these (laughs) two guys I know. So we've got this.
3: We've got Tanya Harding. And I vaguely recall a college punter stabbing the other punter in the thigh.
2: I do not.
1: (laughs) I don't remember that one. I Uh, do
2: remember Harding right away. This was like this was Tanya Harding all over again. All right. I'm going to Google that while you guys figure out what's going on next. Someone's, uh, it was also a teammate that set someone up. Yeah.
3: Like he, well, yeah. And he got him stabbed because he wanted to be the punter.
0: (laughs) Oh, you
1: know, I can't tell you that. (laughs) There's only one punter job out there. Um, All right. Andrew Heaney has been signed by the Dodgers to a one-year deal worth eight and a half million dollars. He had last year 12 appearances for the Yankees, a 7.32 ERA, career ERA of 4.72. Yeah. You're hitters, pumped about Andrew Heaney? Better hitters in
2: the American League. I think Andrew's going to be fine. Better hitters <laughs> in the American league. It's more of an offensive uh, league there in the American League. I think Andrew Heaney's <laughs> going to be fine. If
1: you adjust that 7.3 ERA yes. to the National League, It's, it's at 6. least 4. 4.95. <laughs> I don't
2: mind the signing. Um, It's not the one I'm waiting for. (laughs) I didn't sit around. When I heard they signed a pitcher, I'm like, oh, here we go, Maxie. And uh, then uh, it was Andrew Haney.
1: I don't mind the signing. Something's happening. Oh, it's Andrew Haney. Eh, eh, I know. It's early in free. Hell, free agency technically hasn't started. uh, Hasn't even begun. Yeah, I I feel like this is illegal from the Dodgers. But, yeah, Andrew Haney, you got one. A
3: guy wanted to be the Northern Colorado punter so badly that he went
1: and stabbed the guy in front of him. Northern Colorado. Chart? Yeah. Wow. Really? Yes. Alright, I is it in the story you're reading? Was there any other motivation? Like, or was it just simply he I apparently
3: punt. has been obsessed with kicking and punting since he was a young boy, his high school teammate said.
2: <laughs> he loved to punt. So In two much. minutes, you found a better story <laughs> than a woman being dragged from a car and beaten the hell out of her legs with a pipe.
3: Northern Colorado. Right. And this is apparently, this was 14 years ago. So I, my brain must have, like, locked this this
1: bad boy away because go punt somewhere else. I Listen, if you're punting at Northern Colorado, yeah. there's probably not many other options. Like that's kind of, and it.
3: you still can't get the job. Maybe that's an Maybe indication. Maybe should tell you something.
1: Not ready to accept it, Jared. How many years ago was this? Fourteen. Oh, okay. uh, I was going to say you and we played Northern Colorado like six years ago, something, seven years ago. Was that that would have been fun. Man, if the team with the punter stat, the punter stabber on it, was here, there'd have been
2: a lot more interest in that yeah. game
1: than there was been, probably been seven, eight years ago. That could have been a great story. Uh man. Wow. Sorry.
3: Um, I got you. Thank you. Sorry, sorry.
1: <laughs> Deron Williams is going to fight Frank Gore. Um, <laughs> according to Adrian Wojnarowski, Deron Williams is fighting Frank Gore in a four-round heavyweight bout on Showtime's <laughs> pay-per-view undercard of Jake Paul versus Tommy Fury, uh, Fury on December eighteenth in Tampa. Uh, so here's my question without knowing like i know frank gore he gave the quote earlier in the season about him i'm ready to box or play football whichever one comes first uh he's 38 he's five foot nine deron williams is 37 and six foot three i don't know much about boxing but i feel like there's a pretty big advantage for deron williams because he might be able to actually it, punch frank gore it might seem that there's a reach advantage <laughs> um I lo-
3: but he's a bowling ball he's, get- if he gets <laughs> he's in gonna there. get under
2: I love boxing so much for these kind of quotes because Frank Gore was quoted at, at 38, eight five foot nine in a heavyweight match, which tends to make me believe Frankie's, you know, had a few burgers if he's in a heavyweight matchup, and at 5'9", um, that he said, I've waited for this for my entire life on, I don't even know when this is, on December 18th, the world will see. I love boxers who always say the world will see. It's like, Frank. The world is not interested in this. I mean, we're interested because it's complete buffoonery. But I love bo- – uh, who's not even a boxer.
1: The world will see my talents. The world will if see. If you it's get knocked beautiful. out in the
3: first round, Twitter will see. Yes. Yes. yes, Twitter
1: will see the knockout in the first round. I – listen, I don't if even you know. If you two go the distance, everyone will be pissed. Do, I... we, do either of you know who Tommy uh, Fury is? no is he related to tyson Is he related
3: or?
2: to tyson is he the guy that uh in rocky five the rocky trains that's tommy uh oh tommy is it tommy gunn i don't know i just well deron williams i'm going to take deron williams in this because he actually post career owns like one of the better uh i guess mma gyms in his area like he's he's actually trained in mma he owns an mma gym where a lot of guys train at and now this is boxing but he said he's been training for a while for this so i'm gonna go with the six foot three guy who actually appears to have been training for this instead of the five foot nine guy who just wants the world to see
1: hey frank Gore has been training he didn't he could have signed with an nfl team but he had this fight with deron williams for the world to see the world to see listen he might not be but he might legitimately be a hall of famer in the nfl and he's been looking forward his entire life to fighting deron williams
3: Well, it can't be much fun Like if you've been training your whole life to punch people, and they're just like,
0: here's
1: a ball, fall forward. (laughs) All right, coming up next, what should we expect out of Deshaun Jackson?
0: Want to be part of the show? Call the press box voicemail and let us know. 702-720-4678 and leave your opinion. One of our players that was vaccinated, he had to go to the ER last night because of... um, it's COVID. I mean, it's serious stuff. So, I mean, you know, like 29 guys are getting tested because of close contact, including myself. You know, we just do what we do.
1: Is there any update on how that player's doing?
0: He's stable now, but it was scary. Can you name that player at all? No, I don't think I should. You're sitting in the press box with Graney and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas. Follow them on Twitter at Ed and Bischoff underscore Tyler.
1: That was Mike Zimmer of the Vikings talking about Dakota Dozier, uh, who was hospitalized due to COVID-19 this week. Um, had to be rushed to the ER earlier this week. Uh, but you got, you got the button ready, Jared? Press box transition. Deshaun Press box Jackson's a raider. Transition. <laughs> uh, you, you deserve that one, though. You played the audio. Uh, Deshaun Jackson.
2: We were very upset by the way yesterday. I wasn't, but the people who do video at the practice, because they kept him on the opposite field. So you better have a really good camera to get him. And they're like just one one route towards the camera, just one and he never did. Just bring in the helicopter. <laughs> yes, from the news channel. <laughs> that's a good, hey, the that's, guy, the guy really who, the
3: guy that's gonna make him go inside because of that's no longer with the that, team. Would Rich Pisacci really take him inside because of the helicopter? Just
1: looks up there and he just starts writing something down in his notebook. In his notes. In his notes. (laughs) So Deshaun Jackson, he's 35 years old this year with the Rams. He caught a total of eight passes for reference. Alec Ingold has nine catches for the Raiders this year. Uh, He has 221 receiving yards for the Rams. Kenyon Drake has 257 to give you an idea of who has outproduced Deshaun Jackson so far this year. What are your expectations for Deshaun Jackson as a Raider,
2: sort of what Erickson said. I mean, I think he plays this week. By the way, I do think the way they talked, just the way Bisacci and Carr talked this week, you run him on some go routes, and maybe you, you know, you, you hit Hunter Renfrew underneath because they have to honor him. Uh, maybe not as much as in the past when he was, you know, eight nine years ago, and he's a lot faster. Um, but what, like two to three catches a game when he starts out here? A couple catches a game, a couple like screens or. I think you that's know, something high. to get something yeah. to get him? Oh, do you? I mean, well, how many targets
1: then? I mean, two or three? Like I here, here's the thing. Deshaun Jackson has here's his career numbers. Deshaun Jackson. His average, average. game 3.7 catches per game, 65.1 yards per game. That's his average game. And if we go on, hey, uh he's replacing Henry Ruggs in the offense. Ruggs this year was averaging 3.4 catches per game and 67 so yards. Per the game. So like that could be a um that could be a baseline expectation for Deshaun Jackson, hey, 3 catches a game, 60 yards a game. But I think that might be high. Definitely to start. Well, at least to start because what is he going to have to give to you? He hasn't been that good in a long time. Deshaun Jackson hasn't done much in a long time. Is he simply here to... I mean, he gave the quote yesterday about I'm fine being a decoy or whatever they want to use me as. Is he simply here to run down the field and make sure that, you know, a safety gets pulled with him so that there's more space for Waller Waller or Renfro? Renfro. That might be be it. And that might not... I mean, I don't know how effective that's going to be because personally, if I was a defensive coordinator, I wouldn't be all that worried about Deshaun Jackson beating me deep until Derek Carr actually hits him a couple of times. I hear... My expectation for Deshaun Jackson is that over these last, what do they have uh, eight games in this season now? Uh, nine five games, and three. Nine games left in the season. So, nine to get to seven. Yeah. These last nine games, I bet he has two monster games. I bet he has two games where he catches like five passes for 127 yards and a couple of touchdowns, right? Where. They defenses don't focus on him. They leave him when one-on-one coverage and Derek Carr hits him a couple of times for massive plays. But I think the other six, seven games, he's probably kind of disappearing. Like he's probably like, hey, two or three catches for forty-two yards, right? Like there's some production there, but not a whole lot because. That's what Deshaun Jackson has done for the majority of his career, has monster games, and then doesn't do a whole lot in the rest of them, and it's probably going to be even more extreme now that he's here. Well, that's probably why he's averaged out to 3.7 right. for his career. Yes, and it comes out to... 2,
2: 2, 2, 2, 22.
1: Yeah, comes out to 3 and right. 60 for the most part. Um, so that'd be my expectation for what Deshaun Jackson does. Now, you brought it up with Jeff Erickson from a fantasy standpoint, but just from a Raiders offensive standpoint, a production standpoint, where's Brian Edwards? I don't know.
2: Bago last week, that was that was disturbing last week, especially the first game without Henry Ruggs. Um, I didn't like it. I played him on a couple teams. But, yeah, because I I, I thought, okay, Henry Ruggs is out. Waller was back. So you know Waller's going to be his number one target. We get that. But, Hen- but Brian Edwards was, like, nowhere to be found. I'm like, where is this
1: guy? You've got to have something from Brian Edwards. Because something. right now, what the Raiders have in their passing game they have a default number one receiver in Darren Waller, right? They've got a tight end who's really good, can soak up a lot of targets. But to be honest, Darren Waller hasn't had that many big games this year. He's been very good, but he's only had the one game over 100 yards mm-hmm. and only two games over 90 yards. But that's still your default number one. After that, you've got a solid slot receiver in Hunter Renfro, right? He's he's good, but he's you know he's not killing any defenses all the time he's good in the red zone good in short yardage stuff but he's not like some unbelievable receiver but he's solid and then after that what do you have you got Deshaun Jackson who might be able to run past somebody every now and then Zay Jones Zay Jones and Brian Edwards like they need something else they need somebody else to be a legitimate threat is it Deshaun Jackson running deep routes is it Brian Edwards? Is it? I mean, Zay Jones could do it too, right? Zay Jones could beat out Brian Edwards. That's not the craziest thing to think. But they need somebody else, and you would think that it would be Brian Edwards. You would think that's You'd where think the perfection comes
2: from. But I'll tell you, and we just went over a lot of Deshaun Jackson. If three, four weeks down the road we're saying it's Deshaun Jackson, I'm not going to be surprised. I just yeah. haven't seen enough from Brian Edwards consistently to think, you know yeah. what, he's going to suddenly be really, really good. And
1: to give some optimism for Deshaun Jackson's numbers here, Carr has this year been one of the more aggressive deep ball throwers in the league, mm-hmm. right? He has been, he has not been afraid to throw it down the field into single coverage and give Ruggs a chance to go make a play. He's done it a few times for Brian Edwards too. Just, it always seems to come in overtime. That's the only time he catches passes apparently. So I, there is some hope there that yeah, Derek Carr is going to put the ball up for uh, Deshaun Jackson quite a few times and maybe he does have great numbers for the Raiders, but they, they need something like the passing game. The offense has been very good for the most part this year. Darren Waller's solid Hunter Renfro's solid, but that's kind of it. There's not really another option out there. Henry Ruggs Wasn't having like some amazing season, but he was making enough plays that it was making a difference. They need something like that. They need a guy that can make three or four plays a game. It should be Brian Edwards. It, it should be, but I don't know that there's much confidence that it is.
2: Could be Jeff Bedet.
1: Oh, the new practice squad guy. Who is Jeff Badetti? He played in the absolutely XFL. No clue. Literally. Jeff is. No, never heard the name before no. until uh, I think Vic Tafer tweeted out yesterday that he was on the practice squad or something. And so he's been on Minnesota and Washington's practice squads before. He played for the Dallas Renegades in the XFL. He had 16 catches for 108 yards before that league disbanded. I mean, they would
2: take that from Brian Edwards this season. <laughs>
1: If you said at the end of the season, he's got 16 for one away. It's like, yeah, he's he's doing something. So that's your new practice squad guy to go along with Dylan Stoner, who had been activated to the roster for last weekend's game. They need something. I don't know exactly where it comes from, but they absolutely need something. Coming up next, Darren Millard joins the show.
0: Is Tyler a know-it-all? Can you prove him wrong? Tweet at Bischoff underscore Tyler and at Ed Graney.
1: Moose, you just keep on moosing. This doesn't concern you.
0: Maroon is not just a color. This is the VGK Update with Darren nosey millard
1: Darren, guess who's actually here to talk to you? Hey, buddy. Oi, oh, hey, Ed. Hey, buddy. I thought maybe it was Jared, but this is Ed. This is good Ed. What's happening, Ed? Well, it's Ed. I don't know.
2: <laughs> I don't know. How are you, buddy? How you been?
4: Uh, I'm doing good. It's been, uh, it's been quite the week to get settled in with the, with the Jack Eichel, uh, world tour.
2: Yeah. Kids, uh, going out and working with kids. Oh, this is I hope this wasn't your decision, by the way, neck surgery, I believe tomorrow in Colorado, who had the bright idea of having this poor kid ring that siren? <laughs> I mean, I know he looked like a robot doing it and he went very slow, but I don't want this kid ringing any kind of siren where the <laughs> neck might like snap back and be involved here. So I hope that wasn't your idea.
4: Have uh, I, well, first of all, I don't have any ideas. So <laughs> the, that next time you have that that thought and that worry is is was that Millard's idea? Just know I don't have any ideas. Okay. I'll, I'll like I'll take credit for a couple. But but uh, have you ever done the siren, Ed?
2: No, never been near it. Uh, Tyler actually thinks it's a smaller siren and that they they reduce the size of it. Because we remember Marcus Arroyo, who the football coach, who you know, typical football coach, had to go complete lunacy, and uh, mm-hmm. we thought it was going to fly off the thing and like kill somebody, but it was a much bigger siren. So maybe for Jack and the neck problems, they made it a lot smaller. But I have not been up there. I've never been in the area of which it's at. Really? No. Well,
4: what are you the up king there of the for? to the
2: castle, like, like
4: okay. you deserve to be there.
2: No, I don't deserve anything. Never mind being up there <laughs> and then, near and a you siren. Could, you could you could put
4: you could put Tyler in the dungeon. Think of that. That'd There's be good. no dungeon. <laughs> total
1: dungeon. The dungeon is the weird corner they have you in to do the pregame and intermission show.
4: <laughs> it is. It is a weird. It's the exact same corner. It's just the on the opposite side, but the same uh, sort of uh, metrics of it uh, as the TV corner. But it feels really like totally different. It does feel squished and and cramped and and kind of put to the side. It's a great place to watch a game.
3: Has anyone ever rang the, uh, done the siren in the opposing team's jersey? Because I think that could be Ed's uh,
2: that Ed's would claim be to fame. Wearing a Kraken jersey, I like. I've already got a Kraken hat. I can just throw the jersey on as well.
4: There's no way. I, I want to see if you can turn that thing, Ed.
1: Like on even on. if we just do it, on it's the easy side. now. I'm going to it. It's easy. Come on, they they on. changed Rip it. Rip that it's thing easy. around like it doesn't exist. It used <laughs> to. It used to look like everybody struggled. Like when Otzelberger had to do it, yes, I think he broke yes. his hand trying to do it because it was. Yes. So, Darren, they've made it easier. Everybody who goes up there has no problem cranking it now. You and do you have like some kind of stats on this? Oh, we break it down every time somebody oh, does we Oh, we rank yeah. them.
2: We rank them. I mean, uh, no one's getting to Arroyo because he went out of his mind. Um, but uh, I thought he
1: was going to fly off the
2: stage. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that was typical football coach. I'm going to show everyone a you know, football guy. But, no, we've rated them in the past about who's been good and who's been bad. Yeah. I won't rate Eichel because he had no business being up there with a bad <laughs> neck, um, and I don't know who made that decision. It was a bad one. So I won't rate him. But, yeah, we've rated people in the past
4: uh who is the uh outside of uh your criticism this week who's been the worst
1: oh we haven't g- i've only done a list of who's the best who has been the worst some people have gotten up there and done absolutely yeah. nothing with it but i can't remember all the people who have done it probably some random comedian that i didn't know who it was who was that uh, guy Newton,
4: the, the the handle kind of came off uh at one time when when, when Newton did it uh uh, Little
1: John, uh, that was that was fun. <laughs> that was just a spectacle. That was cool. Wait a minute, Wayne Newton and Little John are not the same people.
4: No, they did it together though. Oh, they did. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, yeah, they remember. did. A,
3: they did a song together, Tyler. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. Jim no, Belushi, that. that
3: guy. I don't did know you who pay that is.
1: Tyler. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Jim Belushi, whoever that was, he didn't have a good cool <laughs> one. That yeah. was good. That was cool. All
2: mm. right. Talked about this earlier. When the neck uh, surgery is done, and three months down the road, he's okay and let's say three months down the road, they're way above five hundred, except one game, and they've clinched the playoff spot, and Chandler Stevenson's continuing to play as well as I'm reading in the media from everybody. You break up well, that line?
4: It's bre- I, I think he's done a nice job.
2: No, I know. He's played well. He's played well. Yeah. Uh, you break up that line for Eichel to go up top, or you say, hey, Jackie, you got to start in the third line because Chandler's pretty good.
4: Well, what makes you a better team?
1: That's what you're here to tell us, Darren. Yes, I mean... <laughs> Well, us? I, think, I think
4: Jack Eichel. Uh, you you load up the line because Jack is your best player. Like Jack Eichel is their best player. If if Jack Eichel comes back and he's healthy, and, and we all hope that that he is, uh, he's your he's your best player. He'll he'll lead this team in points. he uh, he's got the most uh, potential uh, to to be that uh, that player in the upper echelon, top five player in the National Hockey League. Uh, yeah, so so he plays he plays with your your two big wingers, and you you give that a shot. If it doesn't work, then you've got options, and you've got great options uh, based on the experience with Chandler Stephenson. But uh, on the uh, on the outset, you uh, you you give it to, to Jack and and let him run with it. I, I don't think I don't think that's uh, that might be the easiest question I've ever been asked on this show.
1: I think last week you told us you'd split them up. No, I didn't. I'm almost like 95 percent certain you told us that last week. Well, then you're 95 percent wrong. I don't think so. I'm a, Jared. We're going back to listen to this. This is this happened. I'm like 90 percent certain, 95 percent certain. I asked you, hey, would you split up him from Patrety and Stone, and you said you'd play him on the third line. Well, not on the third we, line. You didn't say third. No, I'm
4: saying I'm saying you put Jack Eichel with the two big wingers.
1: Yeah, and I'm saying last week you told us you'd do the exact opposite.
4: No. No, not a chance. Zero. Zero chance of that. I said that.
1: I think I'm going to go back. We're, we're going to go I'm back and listen. For,
4: okay. I, I want to know, what are the chances of you actually going back and listening to
1: last week's segment? Zero. 100% Zero. now. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, I yeah. I live off proving people wrong, <laughs> I It is it is a high for me. So that is absolutely something that I will be doing. Uh, <laughs> because last week you were right. This week you're wrong.
2: Really? Tyler wants you him. See? Tyler wants him broken up. He wants them broken up. He wants Eichel on the third line. How
1: much yeah, better but, can stone that- patch and Chandler Stevenson be with Eichel there versus how much better can the useless third line of the golden Knights for five years be? If Jack Eichel's on that line with, let's just say Evgeny Dodonov or whoever the hell it ends up being like the first line can't like when Stevenson was there, they've been one of the 10 best lines in hockey by expected right. goals. So okay, you're going to go from being the ninth or tenth best line to being the fourth or fifth best line. Congrats! Your third line still sucks, and it sucked for five years.
4: But here, I'm going to uh, uh, give you one of the great little bits of uh, information. Right now, who's Chandler Stephenson playing with?
1: Nobody. He's playing with
4: Will Carrier and Evgeny Dadonov. Right.
1: Okay.
4: Which, when everything's back to normal, will be your third line. So now you have a you have a really good producing threesome in Carrier uh, and no, Stevenson and the no. Yes, they, they scored the other night.
1: That doesn't make them good. Voodoo's.
3: Voodoo's. <laughs> they, they scored can, in hockey. Yeah,
4: <laughs> and Stevenson leads the team in points. They're producing, and that all all of a sudden becomes your third line, which means you have a very good third line. That's uh, that's productive. That is not, See, it's, I, it's, I do not
1: believe that is a very good third line. I, d- I do not believe that to be accurate.
4: What more do you want out of a third line? Jack Eichel. <laughs> that's, so you're going to pay somebody $10 million and bring in what's, uh, what's perceived to be a, a top 10 player in the game. And you're going to play him on your third line?
1: Put him on the second line and make Carlson's line the third line. I don't care what you – I'll beat Gerard Gallant. I don't care what you number them. You're still going to play Jack Eichel a bunch of minutes. And guess what? If you're losing in the third period, you can put him with stone and patch ready because they give you the best chance to score. But over the course it, of a long game and a long regular season, you're not getting things done with Chandler, Stephen, Evgeny, Dodonov, and Will Carey as your third line. You you, you are right now. You're getting it done They're with them. And and, and They're 7-7. Are they even else, in a playoff spot right heard. now?
4: No, they started one and four, but they're six and two in their last eight. Sure. Yeah. They turned around. (laughs) Honestly, Tyler, um, I respectfully disagree with this. uh, I I, I, disrespect you. I disagree. You you don't don't have to
3: respect him. (laughs)
4: uh, I respectfully disagree with this, and this sounds very much like like talk radio, Tyler.
1: You're welcome.
2: Well, I mean, I I don't know really what you're expecting there. Uh, (laughs) What Do you listen? We we have you on weekly. Uh, What? What what do you do then with the second line when one of those guys is traded at the deadline to help with the cap?
4: <laughs> oh well, I don't, and I'm with I'm with Kelly on this, uh, McCrimmon, and uh, that, and Pete DeBoer has stated this a couple of times. I, I, when when it comes to a point that everybody's healthy, then you deal with it. But the way this season's gone, <laughs> I don't know whether you're going to have everybody healthy. So why why would you? Uh, get ahead of the curve and trade somebody before uh, that happens until you're in a situation where you're actually in the salary cap bind or or the crunch. So I don't expect them to make any type of move until they actually have to make a move.
2: Okay. When they make a move and they trade the guy, we know they're (laughs) going to trade on the second line. Then what would you do?
4: (laughs) Then uh, what, which guy are you trading?
0: The one who doesn't have a contract contract next year. year.
4: (laughs) That, uh, so that would be Riley Smith's yes. contract uh, yes. contract next year. Um, I, I don't think it's as simple as that. I, I actually don't uh, believe it's uh, it's a, a no brainer like that. We'll we'll see how it shakes down. But uh, you can save this save this tape right now or this clip right now. But I don't think it's as simple as uh, as that. Just not having a contract next year.
1: Uh, how close do you think Mark Stone is to actually playing in a game? Boy, sure
4: looked uh, good the other day in the in the morning skate uh, when he was out there with, with the team. Now, Pete uh, dampened uh, our, our expectations, our anticipation, but uh, initially it was week to week, between week to week and day to day. Uh, we are, uh, from the appearance of it, I think we're firmly in the day to day area. Now, Pete, Pete did told us to so, sort of pull on the reins uh, a bit, but we're somewhere in the day-to-day, does that put you somewhere in this six-game homestead? I, I hope so. I don't know whether for sure, it's for sure, but I hope so.
2: How would you handle uh, NHL first lap around by yourself in front of everybody?
4: Uh, I would just go slowly around the glass and wave to people. Okay. Like yeah. I, I wouldn't do the the big hot lap where, where I'm skating hard. It'd be a cold lap? I, I'd, I'd be afraid to, to fall. <laughs> I wouldn't want to shoot on the net because I'd probably like send a muffin in there flopping and flipping like a like a fish into the net. So I would just like skate casually around and, and wave to people and give people a, a little bit of an experience. Given what you, with people,
2: given what you told us about DeBoer, do you think when he had his, he purposely like shot at the glass at children?
1: They didn't have it when he did it. Oh, oh, Wait, they did When did this? Oh. When did this become? Yeah, when did this a part of, of the that? NHL?
2: This was uh,
4: this is in the last. Uh, 10 years or so it, it, it initially started as a joke right like that's that's initially what it was with, that the player wouldn't know that he's going to go out there by himself and then the whole team would sit back and all giggle and now it's just turned into a thing that you do uh, when, when it comes out to the warm up and the player knows it's going to come and then and, uh, and he has his his moment of the sun but it initially started as sort of a, um, uh, a Raz razz uh, to the to the player uh, a little practical joke to a player. But no, it, it, it's 10, 10 to 15 years uh, that this, this has been around. So uh, but far, far before Pete uh, did it.
1: I have or, a. And I have,
4: Pete, did, did, did Pete play? Pete didn't play in the league. Never made it? I don't think yeah, he was drafted, but he never played.
2: Drafted by Toronto.
1: Yeah. Oh, right. I have a trivia question for he's you. He's making Just it up for, it now, drafted, with the, it up for now with the kids. <laughs> 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 I have a trivia <laughs> question for you before we let you go, Darren. Can you name a Golden Knight who, in his debut, did not have a solo hot lap?
4: In his debut, did not get a solo hot lap. Ah. Well, didn't two of them have it at the same time? Uh, I don't know. Who is it?
1: Jake Bischoff got robbed in Pittsburgh. Why? I don't have any idea, but they didn't do it for him. Huh. Unbelievable. Then they shut him out. I would file a
4: grievance.
1: He should have filed a grievance a long time ago about this organization not giving him the proper chance to play.
4: Thanks, Darren. Give him a do-over. Do you guys want to hang out later on today? No chance. See you later. Hang out. You'll be be looking at that thing from last week. Bye.
2: (laughs) Hang out. You mean go to the game?
1: Yeah, come sit sit with him in his little studio. In his dungeon? Yeah, his dungeon. Darren Millard, VGK Insider Show. I yelled at him a lot today. There's
3: literally, yes, yes, you did. Yeah. But it would be fun for him to just be on his set with his, you know, expensive suit, and then I'm standing behind him waving, just waving. waving.
2: That would be pretty awesome.
3: All
1: right, we need to go to break. We went way too long. We I yelled always at do. him for too long.
0: Always, well, we need it. It's him. Do you want to schedule a parent-teacher conference after hearing Granny's grades? Call the Press Box voicemail and let us know. 702-720-4678 and let us know who deserves a higher grade. It's the press box with Granny and Bischoff on ESPN, Las Vegas, eleven hundred AM and one hundred point nine FM.
2: We should just keep Nilsy for a half hour.
1: Well, we certainly time. shouldn't play Atlanta Braves highlights.
3: They're the World Series champions. Mm. They won in Game Six.
1: What a nightmare! You have not you have not been here to discuss the worst <laughs> day of my life. <laughs>
2: What the day they lost? Yes. Did you uh, have to hold on to that B and B because you were going to pay too much? Was there, was there an out on that B and B, or you had to wait through what would have been Game Seven? He wouldn't go through
3: the go to the Butterfly Museum, and he wouldn't go to the Coffin Museum. I stayed. Yeah,
1: I stayed through. Did you find uh, my
2: barbecue place right near the stadium
1: through Thursday. Uh, I did, but I didn't eat there. <laughs> okay, but it was <laughs> yeah, good. It was there. What the hell is it called? I can't. Forget I have no idea. I just it. know I went with but my yeah. sister
2: who lives in Houston.
1: Yeah, Irmos maybe. No, I think Bonnie and I went house. with them. It was great. I think that's the steakhouse, but yeah, there was whatever. But yes, I stayed. So, in what Houston. did you do on the day that would have been like seven? Uh, one of my really good friends lives in Austin, Texas, sure. and he drove three hours yeah. in to see me. Well,
2: so. it has to be three hours because everywhere in Texas is yeah, three hours well. next to each other.
1: So yeah, I hung out with him, uh, but that was for a few hours. That was it. It was it was sad. Wow. It was brutal. Like it was, it's not good.
2: I wonder had the Dodgers gotten there and lost if I'd have felt worse than what happened to them.
1: Yeah, losing the world series. I think when you get in the world series, it's just brutal. It's just brutal. Especially losing to a team that's not good.
2: Boy, you love to say that.
1: Like, I know they won the World he, Series. There's always so like a team in the pull, World pull, Series. You do say you want me to like pull last, some Jorge Soler yeah. highlights? Last, last, year was, uh, last year seems pretty good.
2: Last year is Tampa Bay who wasn't any they good. They
1: weren't any good. The worst, I mean, listen, the worst is the Astros losing to the Nationals in 2019 because that's the best team the Astros will ever put on the field in the history of their franchise. Like, they had one of the 10 best offenses in the history of the sport. First and second finishers in the AL Cy Young. Zach Granke was the three guy for their rotation, and they lost to the damn Washington Nationals in the World Series. That's the worst, but they've had three years in a row. I absolutely will tell you they've lost to a bad team in the playoffs. Three. I mean, listen, the Seattle Mariners won more games in the regular season than the Atlanta Braves. Seattle's coming. (laughs) No, they're not. (laughs) I
2: I believe they are. They're also not good. I I believe they're coming. They're they're also
1: not good. Um, So, yeah, not good. Which, by the way, since we don't have that much time left, on a treadmill for my heart yesterday
2: okay yeah so like how I, long they make you try
1: i've fainted three times and yes I gotcha. my doctor's like yeah go get your heart looked at it's probably not my heart and hopefully it's not my heart okay but you're gonna check it out so i had to go like they're like all right we got to do a treadmill to get your heart rate up and measure it and see yeah. what it looks like i was kind of worried i was like god how long am i gonna have to run on this treadmill for it was easy i didn't even end up running I just had no, to, a brisk walk. I had to walk really fast.
2: Did they do elevation?
1: Yeah, it yeah, kept elevating yeah, every exactly. time. But it was like uh, 10 or 11 minutes yep. was it. I thought I was going to be on there for like half an hour having to run. That was nothing.
2: And then they print out the results. I've seen those.
1: Oh, the results kept going yeah, and going. Yeah, kept going this, and going. This this going like the... the longest piece of paper yeah. in the world. Whoa, whoa. Longer than a CVS receipt? It was, yes. It was. That was a CVS receipt that printed out with all my heart measurements well, we'll on there. I hope for the best. But it wasn't... Uh, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't anything hard at all. I was worried I was going to be like, I'm out of shape. This is not going to oh, go well. Oh, they already checked it. No, no, no. I haven't gotten the you results gotta go or whatever. Okay. i got to do a it. follow-up. It was a big piece of paper, eh? Yeah, then. it's going to take them a long <laughs> time a to go, go through, through there. But rhythms. yeah. No, I just I thought it was going to be much worse than that, but I never even had to start running. I just had to. She was like, yeah, you might have to jog, but you got long stride, so you'll be fine. <laughs> So, That's what she said. yeah, she did. She's like, <laughs> some people have to run through this, but you got long strides. You'll be fine. So it was easy. Hopefully my heart's okay. Good
2: for you. I'm sure it's fine.